today is Saturday, March 14th, 2020, and it has been a crazy week. I know I don't usually podcast on Saturdays, but it's been kind of a crazy week. Now, in terms of the topic of this episode called Back in the Hospital, it's not that I am back in the hospital, it's that my mother is back in the hospital. For those of you who follow me on Facebook, you probably already saw that I had posted a picture of my mom um, back in the hospital. Well, this all started on Monday night, last Monday, when my sister called, uh, gave me a call Monday evening and told me that my mom was not feeling well, that she was retaining water again, and she would had edema in her legs and shortness of breath. And she told me that on Tuesday they were going to be seeing the doctor and she might be going back in the hospital. And she was asking me if I was going to be free this next week so that I could come down and be with my mother. And when she told me why, I was like, oh, I guess I can. So my sister had had this uh, plans for weeks and weeks and weeks now to go to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands uh, for a week, which would be this coming week, Monday through, or, well, she left she left today, but um, today being March 14th, Saturday, March 15th, and she's going to be gone until March 21st, and she wanted to know if I could be here this week, and I'm, of course I said, well, you know, I think so, my calendar's pretty clear, so um, if, if she goes to the hospital, let me know, and I will make plans to, um, you know, go down to Tennessee. So then the very next day, I got a call from her. Well, I got, actually, I got a text from her saying, when you have a minute, give me a call. And when I get text messages like that from my sister, it's usually something serious. So I was thinking, oh, my God, what happened? Did she pass away? Did, you know, what happened? So, of course, I call her right away. And it turns out it, she didn't die or anything. But um, they did take her to the hospital in an ambulance from her um, assisted living facility with all the conditions that I said before, the edema, the shortness of breath, uh, not feeling well, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so she's, she was in the hospital on Tuesday. Well, then my sister was like, well, can you come on Friday? Because I, you know, we're, we're going away on Saturday and I want someone to be here with her. So I said, sure, I can come. So um, the rest of the week was like preparing things, getting medications, you know, packing and doing all this stuff because even though it's going to be a week with the coronavirus the way it is, I'm scared to death going into a hospital and then, you know, I'm already trying not to be around anyone who could be sick or, you know, cause, you know, anybody to get the virus. So anyway, um, I was panicking about that a little bit and of course you can't find, I couldn't find Clorox wipes or any kind of antibacterial wipes or Purell or, you know, antibacterial. So you can't find any of that stuff because people are fucking crazy and they went shopping for all this stuff. But anyway, more about that later. So anyway, um, I just brought what I could bring. And then so Friday, which was yesterday, I drove down to Tennessee and um, went right to the hospital and um, saw my mom. And she's actually not doing too bad. She still doesn't feel good, just you know, like an overall not feeling good. And they have her on an IV Lasix. And what, is that, what, did that, what does that do? It makes your body um, get rid of excess fluids. So she's on this um, IV drip 
for, with, it's called Lasix, and she that makes her have to go to the bathroom like every two hours. So she's constantly peeing and get, getting rid of fluid. And because she's so, her legs are like swollen with, you know, um, edema, you know, water retention, whatever. So they're they're measuring her output in terms of urine, and then um, you know also calculating how much fluid she's taking in to see if she's actually making progress and you know making the edema better and so forth. Because all, when your body carries so much water around, it makes your heart you know work even harder. So. Um, and they're, you know, constantly, well, she has on a heart monitor, so they're constantly monitoring her heart and stuff. So, and the, the interesting thing was, um, not interesting, it's just like a coincidence that exactly a year ago in March, she went into the hospital the first time when it was like she's going to die in two weeks. Um, and the doctor that saw her on Tuesday, and probably Wednesday too, was the same doctor who told her a year ago that she only had a couple weeks to live. Well, told my sister, not my mom. But the doctor said to my mom this time, I didn't expect to see you back, meaning that she thought she was going to die in the past year. Luckily, she didn't, of course. So um, I'm here for a week and spending time with my mother. Like I spent the rest of the time I um, got there on Friday, the rest of the day with her. And then today I spent the entire day with her just doing these, like, you know, keeping her company. And she likes to play Rummy Cube. So played Rummy Cube and we were talking about everybody and about everything. And one interesting change in her since a year ago was um, I had the news on Friday night and, you know, because I wanted to see what was going on in the world because I'm, you know, following this coronavirus thing, you know, a lot. Well, President Trump came on and she actually reacted like, oh my God, that idiot. And she was, you know, totally the exact opposite of what she was a year ago because she voted for Trump back in 2016. Now she can't stand him. She, she was, she's like, oh, turn that off. I don't want to see him talk. He's messing up this, our health care, And he's, you know, causing the markets to go down. And she was going on and on about Trump. And I was like, man, that's a shocker. Because she is like this conservative Republican, and, and she voted for him in the first place. I do not think she'll be voting for him this time. <laughs> um, anyway, so we had a little discussion about that, but I don't ever like to get into politics with her. Um, so we didn't really talk too much about it. But she let me know that she did not does not like him and is not happy with what's going on with you know our country and the coronavirus. Um, other than that, there's been people in and out of her room, like constantly. It's like every couple of minutes or someone comes in. Someone comes in to take her blood for, um, well, to do her, test her blood sugar because she's a diabetic. And then if it's really high, another person comes in to give her insulin. And then someone comes in to do physical therapy because they want her to get up and start walking around so that, because they said the more you move, the more the fluid will, you know, it will not, you know, um, settle in her muscles and stuff so they tell her to, to get up and move well she doesn't like to move very much at all because she said it hurts when she walks because her legs are so full of fluid that her legs rub together and she says it hurts and all this stuff so um she doesn't like to do that so there's the physical therapy and then um the uh 
certified nurse's assistant comes in and he changes it was it was a guy today and he was cute but um he changes her bed and then cleans up the room a little bit and helps her get up to go to the bathroom and you know checks the the heart monitor and changes the lasix and stuff and then there's the rn who comes in and it was a he was a guy too and he does all of her medications and makes sure that she takes you know all the pills at the right time and stuff so i mean like there's constantly people in and out and today the chaplain came in and he was so sweet and everything and, and he did not shake hands but interestingly when one of the doctors came in um today he shook our hands and i'm like I hesitated at first. I'm like, aren't we not supposed to be touching each other? But he shook our hands. And I was like, oh, whatever. But another doctor came in. He did not shake our hands. But anyway, um, so the chaplain came in and he was asking mom how she's doing and, um, you know, what brought her here and everything. This was his first visit since Tuesday. So she's been in the hospital since Tuesday. And today's Saturday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for four or five days now. Anyway, so... um, we were mom and I were play, in the middle of playing a game of Rummy Cube, and he was like, "Well, I don't want to interrupt your game, but is there anything I can do for you today?" And my mother says, "You can offer a prayer," and I was like, "Oh God, please no," because <laughs> you know I'm an atheist. I um, and I said that to the doctor. I said, um, "Doctor, the chaplain." I said, "Because um, well, he was holding my mom's hand during the prayer." I'm like, "Again, why are we touching hands?" But um. I said, I won't participate because I'm an atheist. And he said, that's all right. We meet all of our, what did he say? We meet all of our um, patients at their understanding or something like that. So anyway, he was like, no big deal. It's cool. So he did a prayer and I just kind of sat there and let mom, you know, enjoy it and all. And then he said, you know, have a great day. And then he left. So I guess this is what my life is going to be for this week. While my sister's on vacation, I'll be here in Tennessee taking care of, not taking care of, but like uh, keeping my mother um, company and talking and whatever and getting her whatever she needs or whatever. So, um, you know, so at first I was really upset and worried because I thought, oh God, she's going back in the hospital. She's going to die this time. But now that I see her and talk to her, I think this is just like a little blip in the road, and I think she's going to be fine eventually in time if she can get the fluid, you know, off of her legs, you know, out of her body. And they seem to think that's going to happen. So um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe while I'm here, she'll be, you know, back to normal, and they'll send her back to her um, assisted living facility. The only problem with that is the assisted living facility is shut down in terms of they're not letting anybody in or anybody out. And it's quarantine. You have to stay in your rooms. They don't have anybody with the virus and nobody's sick, but they just don't want want it to come into the facility. So like, I think I'll be able to take, if she's out of the hospital before um, I leave, then she will, I'll be able to take her back there, but I don't think they'll let me stay. So we'll have to see about that. I mean, I know it's out of the abundance of caution and all that kind of stuff, but um, it's just a little scary. And, you know, I'm going to roll that right into the next topic of the coronavirus because I have been watching our government and our leader um, with embarrassment for our country because we are, he, he is made such, this has become such a major fuck up for the United States thanks to Trump and his administration. He, he's been, you know, constantly 
downplaying the seriousness of this virus. And I'm sure all of you have seen this and you're aware of this, but I just, yesterday when I heard him talking and saying, oh, well, my doctor says I don't have to get tested, even though he's, he was around three different people who have, who have now tested positive for the virus. Well, uh, today, was it today or yesterday? It was yesterday he got tested. No, I think it was today. I don't know when he got tested, but he got tested, but the results came back today and it says he's negative. He doesn't have it, which is really such a shame because he, of all people, the way he acted in the last two weeks or so in terms of shaking everybody's hands and downplaying the seriousness and saying we're doing a great job and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he should have gotten it. Uh, That just really upsets me that many innocent people who don't deserve to have it or die from it or be ill from it, um, don't deserve it. And really, he's one who does deserve it. I just, I mean, just this is, uh, you know, in our lifetime, in my lifetime, and even my mother said today, in her lifetime, she has never seen um, anything like this. And she's been around for 88 years. And I I agreed with her. I said, this is unprecedented, pretty much. I I know we've had other um, serious uh, countrywide uh, viruses before and illnesses before, but um, this is just, I mean, the way it's spreading so fast. I mean, one day, because before I left, I found out on Thursday that Tennessee only had one case. I get here thir- or Friday, and by the news on Friday night, they had 41 cases. It just ballooned up overnight, and it, that seems to be happening in all of the states. Like, for example, there's only one state that doesn't have any um, confirmed cases, and that's West Virginia. And you would think, Jesus, well, I'm sure by tomorrow or the next newscast, they'll have it. But the things that have occurred because of this virus are just, I just, it's unbelievable. Entire states' school systems have shut down. All events, sporting events, uh, Broadway, uh, Disney World, and I mean, everything is shutting down. And then the whole phenomenon of, of these people who are hoarding, you know, um, Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer, and for some reason, they've all gone crazy for toilet paper. That I don't understand. Why are people going crazy for toilet paper? I mean, I don't think diarrhea is one of the uh, side effects or, or you know, um, symptoms of the virus. So I, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's just like it's... Un- What's the word? Incomprehensible? I just I just can't get over it. And I think I have done a really good job of, of um, avoiding people in, um, when I go to the grocery store, when I've tried to go to the grocery store, I kept a, a paper towel in my pocket and I would touch the doorknob with that paper towel or I would touch the elevator button with the paper towel and and I would use the wipes because they did, they, luckily my store did have wipes and to wipe off the um, handle of the cart that I'm using and stuff. I mean, I really try to do really well with that. And since I've been going to the hospital here, I have um, done the same thing. Luckily, this hospital has plenty of these little, you know, um, hand sanitizer stations all over the place. So you can't walk more than six feet and not have one of those little um, hand sanitizer stations. And then, of course, I've been washing my hands like crazy. So my skin is dried out on my fingers. And, um, you know, then you want to put lotion on, but then, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy. But in the hospital, I, I have not 
um, touched anything, any surface without something between that surface and my skin. Because the hospital is a crazy place. I mean, I don't think this hospital, well, as far as I could tell, this the hospital that my mother is in doesn't have any cases of the coronavirus there. But in this area, I think in Knoxville itself, there's um, seven or eight cases. I'm not really sure what the last count was. You know it's changing all the time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I'm trying to do a good job of not touching surfaces in a hospital. But I'll tell you one thing. They are coming around and cleaning like the cleaning lady comes in my mom's room twice a day and multiple times during the day, there's these other people who go around and wiping the doors and the door knob, the door handles. And um, like, it's interesting because they, they are wiping down places that normally people would rest their hands or, um, you know, open the door and the elevator buttons and they're constantly cleaning everything. So I, I, I don't think I'm going to catch anything in the hospital because they are doing a really good job of it. It's just scary. It's just, I don't know why. It's just, I'm not scared like I'm going to get it, but it's just this, the, the entire thing is just scary. And when you hear entire countries have shut down, like it, obviously Italy, and then now I think France is next. And, and then, of course, the idiot president, when he put in these flight restrictions from Europe, but not the U.K., because he, all of the places that he has let um, people fly from, he has golf courses. Well, that changed today when they actually, uh, what was that yesterday, that they put in a flight restriction from the UK as well. So, um, and, you know, and then he lies about all of the testing that's going on. People, I mean, I watched the news tonight and there are like caravans of people in line to get tested. I, I, and I question, I wonder, are people just like, panicking, thinking that they need to be tested, whether they have the, any of the symptoms or not. I don't really know about that. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm now um, in a house, an entire, this huge fucking house. You probably can hear an echo because I'm recording in my sister's kitchen. Um, this empty house, it's huge. It's probably, I don't know, six or 7,000 square feet. It's, it's just massive. And I'm in this house all by myself. So I'm, I'm quarantined, <laughs> quarantining myself, except when I go to the hospital during the day. So oh, it's just crazy. Now, um, I've also gotten uh, three voicemails from Scotty, the little Aussie battler. And he started sending these a week ago. But, you know, as you know, I haven't podcasted for more than a week. But uh, I figure, you know, with my mother's issues, I, I have an excuse. So the first voicemail came in on... March 8th, Sunday, March 8th. That's just last Sunday. Jeez. So um, I want to play this voicemail from Scotty and then I will um, reply to it. So let's listen to this voicemail from Scotty. G'day, Archer. This is Scotty, your Aussie battler. What's new? What's happening? I see you just released a show which I haven't listened to yet, so it's probably chock full of information. Well, it's Sunday, the 8th of March here the eighth day of autumn or fall if you're a drunk American and it's still stinking hot and gross and humid I think the last two to three weeks have been the hottest worst weeks of all of summer what's happening there for you is this is the spring flowers poking out has all the snow melted 
Is it looking amazing? What else do I have to tell you? Um, I got the promotion at the Department of Salt. Yay. So I'm going up one level. Hooray. Level five. $35 a fortnight extra pay. So that'll come in handy. Yeah. I'll be able to um, go to New Orleans in two and a half years' time if I save all that money up. And the job, however, is on the other side of town, 30 kilometres away. Oh. Which in miles 20, I guess. Oh, my God, another 20 to drive? Maybe just over. Anyway, so it's very annoying. I've got to um, go drive right through the CBD to get there from the north side to the south side. So anyway, I'll be, uh, I better start subscribing to some new podcasts so I can have something to listen to in my hour and a quarter to an hour and 40 minutes multiple bus ride. Anyway, hope you're well. Stay healthy. Eat vegetables. No. Eat less red meat. Yes. Oh, and of course, wash your hands and don't touch your face. You don't want to get coronavirus. Even though the great orange leader of the free world laughed and joked this week about coronavirus and how it was just a mild flu or something. Oh, dear. Yes, you are correct about that, as you heard me already talk about. Well, you just heard me tell you what's going on, what's up. Um, Congratulations on your promotion. That's wonderful. And, of course, every little bit of extra money helps. And too bad it's going to be two and a half years before you get to um, New Orleans. Maybe by then they'll be going to a different city. You don't know. But, um, yes, the um, spring has sprung. We've had some days in the 70s degree um, days. And... The flowers are out. The buds on the, the buds are breaking open on the trees. Um, the grass has turned green again. Yeah, so everything's looking really nice and pretty. But um, I think it's too soon. When we didn't have any winter, I don't even think the ground ever ever froze. So we're probably going to have a terrible allergy season and lots of bugs, probably. So thank you that thank you for that voicemail, Scotty. And then you called back on what's the second one you called on? Um, this like this like this one was on the twelfth, March twelfth. So that was just a couple days ago. So let's listen to this one from Scotty on March twelfth. Archer, Scotty, Rosie Butler. What do you think about this COVID nineteen coronavirus? Hey. It's pretty topical. Even the leader of the free world is talking about it now. That's Donald Trump, P.S. Um, And did you hear? This is while he's banned all flights from Europe, except the U.K. Yeah, Um, I guess because the U.K. is leaving the EU, maybe, means it's safe. I don't know. Um, Of course, the U.K. actually has more confirmed cases than... Europe or something, but anyway, uh, so weird. Uh, what else was I going to say to you? Oh yes. Um, also, did you hear? This might be the real reason for banning the flights 
from the UK to America that Tom Hanks and his wife have coronavirus. So they're currently on the Gold Coast, one hour south of me in Brisbane, filming a movie. So he might be trying to protect America from Tom Hanks bringing it back and infecting everybody. Anyway, stay safe, stay away from all surfaces that people have licked, coughed on, sneezed on, or blown their nose over. But, um, hey, you should be safe. You're like Big Fatty, you're a shut-in. Because you've retired! (laughs) That is correct, I have retired. And I normally am a shut-in, but as you heard, I am not even home at this point. So um, you know that, and I already mentioned everything about what I'm thinking about the coronavirus and how much I can't believe it. Um, Just shocking. And as you probably already heard, they changed the whole uh, flight restriction to include the UK now. So, and I just said that. Anyway, so um, thanks again for another voicemail, Scotty. And now Scotty just called back yesterday, Friday. I think it was Friday. Well, I it was. Saturday, his time, Friday, our time. I'm not sure. But um, this is the last message from Scotty, so let's listen to this one. Archer, for every million Americans, only 23 coronavirus tests have taken place. What the fuck? I hope you are being sensible and avoiding people because... You live somewhere with a health system that is totally screwed and it's actually dangerous and even worse, some total idiot in charge of the country. Uh, I don't know what to say, but bloody hell, I'd be worried. I know you actually have health insurance, but all we're getting now is the coverage of America's health system and how it's totally ill-prepared for any kind of medical emergency like this. So you better start doing those nipper walks around your lounge room, I guess. Certainly staying away from all the infected people that'll be out there. Okay, stay well. This is Scotty. Bye. Thank you again, Scotty, for that call. And um, I am doing very well in terms of my health. Uh, blood pressure is good. Uh, I'm doing my nipple walks, trying to get up to 12,000 steps. One day I was almost at 13,000 steps. But I will say that now that I'm in Tennessee, in the last two days, I have not done not even 10,000 steps. So when Big Fatty talks about trying to beat me in the steps, he's definitely going to be beating me this whole week. Uh, because I am just, I'm not going to, I have to spend the time with my mother. I don't really have a lot of time to go walking. Um, And yes, our shit gibbon of a president is just an embarrassment. And our our, um, healthcare system, you're right, is not ready for this. And the thing is, I don't even think we've seen the worst of it, Scotty. I think it's going to get much worse. And we don't have enough, like, I heard the thing on the news talking about the respirators, the thing that for the, for the people who are having the um, major respiratory lung issues, they have to go on a respirator. And there's just simply not enough respirators in our system to deal with this many people who are having these symptoms. So that's scary. 
Um, in terms of the testing, as I said earlier, on the news, they had these drive-through testing things. And I mean, it's, just, it's really an embarrassment that the United States is not prepared for something like this. Well, and it does go back to the, the orange asshat, because last year he um, disbanded the um, uh, pandemic, uh, whatever, group that plans all this stuff, the um, council or whatever. Is gonna, he fired all the people who work on this thing. And then so they've been scrambling to try to, you know, make up for what he's fucked up. And then when they put when he put Mike Pence in charge, I mean, that is just a joke listening to that guy. And then I feel I really feel bad for Dr. Fauci, who clearly is not a trumpet and is telling us the truth. And then it's embarrassing when Trump gets up there and not necessarily contradicts him, but, you know, doesn't make people think that it's serious. When he did that speech at night and he talked for 10 minutes and he was in the Oval Office and at his desk and he was, you know, being as serious as he could possibly be. Even during that, he was still saying stupid things, and just I, I, I just can't, I just cannot wait until we elect a Democrat in November. Now, now that he has also um, declared a state of emergency or a medical emergency or whatever for the entire United States, which gives him, you know, lots of different powers to declare different things. I am just hoping that he does not. You know, this is this is the thing I'm biggest um, really scared about. That now that he has, we're in a state of emergency for the country. That he can say we have to put off the election for you know six months or whatever because of this coronavirus, and we don't want people voting. Well, we're already starting to see the beginnings of that. Republican states like Georgia and um, Louisiana, they have both um, put off their primary elections for a later date. Now, all of these things that are closed, like school system, school systems and um, all these different things that are closed, they're talking like the end of March is going to be like this, this uh, I don't know, you know, earth-shattering date that everything's going to be done and gone by then. But as I said, I think in two weeks it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than it is now. So um, anyway, thank you so much, Scotty, for the call. I hope I answered all your questions and stuff. And I am being safe and washing my hands and doing all those things you're supposed to do. And I'm by myself in this house, so that's a good thing. Um, although that's a little scary, too. Only because I don't like being in such a big house all by myself. <laughs> anyway, um, I know this has gone a lot um, farther past the time I usually podcast. But, um, you know, I had a lot to talk about. So um, that is all I have today, and I really hope that everyone is staying safe and not hoarding supplies and looking out for your elderly um, people in your lives. Like, I hope someone's checking on Big Fatty. I haven't listened to his most recent show. Although I do have to say, Big Fatty, if you do listen to this, um, thank you for having me on your opening last week. Um, I forget which day it was, but um, every time I hear that music, I know it's going to be about me. So um, it makes me get a big smile on my face, and I just I really enjoy it. Um, and I don't know why you're challenging me on the Nippa walks, Mr. Big Fatty, Mr. Big Fatty, Big Fatty, because um, when it's when it's, when I'm at home and normally I can do easily twelve thousand steps, and I have been for weeks, but now not this week. It's not going to happen this week. 
So anyway, all right. Well, that's all I have for today. I'm going to, if I, if my sister stays on her vacation and she doesn't come home early, then I will probably try to podcast one more day this week because I have my laptop and stuff with me. So I can do that. But we'll see. Just never know. I'll keep you updated on my mother and the coronavirus um, stuff that I'm seeing and experiencing. So that's all for today. Excuse me. Thank you for listening. And stay well and safe. And until next time, bye. Bye.